Hey, Inspi family, thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode of the Inspi Words podcast. And today, as we continue with this uh, series on fatherhood, I have another special guest. His name is Pastor Tepo Sehwapa. He was born in Pretoria. He's a Kasi boy at Atchardville. He's the last born child. <laughs> He's a husband of one wife. <laughs> And his wife is a woman, as you know, all the, how bad stars often introduce themselves. It must be clear, we live in the last days. <laughs> he's a father of two, he's a servant of God, currently pastoring Jimiston Central Assemblies of God, Back to God. He has a degree in Bachelor of Arts in, the, in Bible and Theology, and honors in New Testament studies, and is currently doing his degree in developmental studies. He's very passionate about training and development. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us, and thank you to those that are watching. We trust we'll have a fruitful uh, conversation. I'm currently reading Pastor Martin's book. I'm sure you you yeah, know him. I've, I've read it. Uh, uh, the Joseph Generation. Yeah, the Joseph Generation. One of the things he says in the very first pages of the book is that we are a generation that is in desperate need of fathers. Mm. And it's evident in so many ways, not only in the church, but also in our families, in our communities, and the society as a whole, there is a big problem when it comes to, to fatherhood. When we talk about fatherhood and the challenges around fatherhood, the conversation easily moves to the part of the absent fathers and the pains and, mm -hmm. and the struggles and all the negative aspects of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to bring in this conversation, as much as there are people that have had bad experiences that I'm interviewing, I'm trying to say... What is it that we can learn from those that have that have had great experiences? So I am interviewing some people that have beautiful relationships with their fathers. And now I wanted to bring you as a pastor, also not a very old pastor, <laughs> because I have noticed this podcast is listened by people who are between the ages of 18 and 35. So I'm sure mm. they can relate mm. to you and you have just had another baby <laughs> in January. It's your second one. So you've had some experience with, with fathering. And I think also as a pastor, you were talking earlier about how the work of being a pastor is beyond the pulpit. And there's mm -hmm. actually more work beyond the pulpit. So from your perspective as a pastor and the perspective of the word of God, what do you think is the role of um, a father? It's huge, man. It's it's huge in that I I I I was meditating on it forty yesterday that actually it's one role that demands you to be like God. Sure. Yeah. There's no better character in the whole sixty six books of the Bible that best serves justice to that role. Mm. So you, you you can imagine the standard is <laughs> <laughs> too much. It's <laughs> very high. It's God Himself we're speaking about. But there are three things from Him uh, studying scripture that I took, and I think they stand out and they speak to what you're asking me about. And 
the role, obviously, it's significant. It goes without saying. Mm. But things that stand out uh, would have to be a father is a provider. Okay. A father is a protector. Mm. A father is an example in speech and in deed. And a father shapes through his words, through his conduct, he shapes. So those things that I've made mention of are what makes the role of a father very huge. Mm. Yeah, you you can imagine. Uh, it's 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 within our nature, as in Zinto, uh, to have as a daughter. But as as time goes on and as we grow, we we have to cultivate them. Then, moreover, we have to learn as we cultivate them, and then uh, somewhere, somehow, we are thrown into the deep mm. and have to exercise them. So, yeah, I'd say those three, uh, four things to me stand out, and they make what the role of a father is: mm. being a provider, being a protector, being an example, and obviously shaping. And in, in our society today, and maybe also within the church community, um, do you think we are, the fathers that we have exemplify that? And to what extent? <laughs> ah, there's a shortage, Chief. There's a, there's, a, there's a great shortage. But there are men that, you know, by all means try and serve justice to that role. Mm. And the exposure we got and what we are experiencing now and what is demanded of us as fathers, you realize there's a huge shortage. Mm. Uh, we lack quality fathers. And unfortunately, this I say unfortunately, uh, though maybe some of us uh, in the Christian community are failing, mm. but it is difficult to serve justice to the role of being a father outside of God. Sure, sure. Yeah, it really makes it a more huger task than already it is. At least within the Christian community, there are things that we know that can be of assistance mm -hmm. and can help a great deal, you know. There's the word for one that serves as a manual. The time and again we can go to you know, mm. who we have been left with to teach us and all. And there's also brothers, you know, part uh, of that community of people that have been before you, uh, and, and they can be of good example to you to learn from. So we, 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 we still lack, but I think uh, is is demanding. Mm. That we we try by all means to to fill in that that lack and gap a corner within societies and even outside the Christian community, people are trying. Mm. Yeah, and people are some are even doing well. Hey. Eh, yeah, no, yeah. that's true. Yeah. You sp you spoke about um, coming from Ekasi and some of the things you have seen um, in terms of what fathers have been. Um, maybe just talk to me a bit about your own experience in, in, in being raised as a young man and as a young person and your relationship with your dad. 
mean, I, I, I lost my dad at the early age. I was, I think, at the age of 15 or so. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I, I realize now most of my life is dominated Kakulu within the context of salvation. Sure, sure. So then I was just a into Anaseka Asi, you know, who loved playing soccer and, you know, we would run away from our parents. <laughs> you know, so there wasn't that much time mm. to spend with them and do a lot of things with them. I think, I mean, what stands out that I did a lot with my father was drive. Uh, yeah, I'd always be there when he's driving somewhere, whether he's going back home, I'd drive with him, whether we're taking my mama, Yobona, her family, Eastern Cape, I'd drive with him. That was basically most of the time I'd spend no Baboa. Mm. But in general, in chief, I was always on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I was always playing soccer. So I don't have interpategayo mm. that I can say stands out and all that I learned within Ekai and Lean. And what, what impact has that had on the men that you have become, if any impact at all? No, it, it made me realize that I, I think I should have valued his presence mm. and maximized. Mm. Though I was young, but I'm sure, you know, from say your 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, there's a lot that I could have learned mm. and maybe used as... He went on to be with the Lord uh, as life goes on. I think uh, yes, there's a lot that I <laughs> I feel if I could turn the hands of time back, mm. I would want to start doing with, with mm. him. Uh, I remember there was this time, Bengiolo Ball. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that coming to that decision and having now to prepare all of that, I realized, you know what? I don't know how a father must be in analysis cutting, but I feel I need a time alarm, man. Yeah. I think I could have done best with him being around. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I mean, I, I weep. Uguti, I did not have mm. that proper, fully thorough uh, relationship in a time alarm because, like I'm saying, man, most of my time was spent in Estrate. He's working as well. When he comes back, he learned to go to Ksepsugu, short time, show mama. When Zilinto Zakozeskela, I know everything is okay. Right, I'm good. Gerumila. Nyabu Yankelimalio Kera. Yabo. Eh, Polo, any coxly pelile. Can you please help me with this? Sure. Yeah, but Jay, Uklal, when Zilinto. It's interesting because most of the time, even when we talk about present fathers, it's. Um, so we talk about absent fathers, we talk about disconnected fathers, we talk about present fathers who are actually absent mm-hmm. as much as they live in the same room with the child, yeah. but they are not present, they are not there for the children. Yeah. But in this case, it's interesting because it's not that the father was not there, no, it's was you there. who was I not was there. I was the one who was not maximizing <laughs> of the relationship yeah, yeah. That I could have built with him. I think that one is difficult because we hardly look into it. Mm, mm. And not we contribute towards them being absent whilst they are While present. They are present. They it's are always present. them. It's always the blame yeah. that's on them, yeah. the parent, the parent. Yeah. Which sometimes we can say, yes, the parent should know better. But I think Nati, as, as children, there is a role that we have to play in building those relationships. You know, That's what I'm getting from, from what you're saying yeah, now. Yeah. You see, now as you're talking, I'm even thinking of scripture. You know, It sure, was sure. the son who said, 
I will go to my father. Hey. Yeah, it was the son who said, I will go to my father. I think we, we tend to overlook that. Mm. That in as much as we speak about fathers and, 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 there is what the children contribute towards them being what they have mm. to be, towards them serving justice to the role they have to serve. Mm. And like I'm saying, it was the son who said, I will go to my father. Maybe I, I should have maybe gotten that perspective that in as much as a timer that there's that expectation that mm. he needs to reach out to me, but there's also a responsibility on my end mm. to also reach out to him, to also initiate certain things that will give us a relationship that we will need mm. as a father and son type of setup. Yeah. Mm. So I want to also speak to your own experience now of being a father. You have two beautiful children you said one is three months yeah. <laughs> and the other one is four, four years, years four old years, yeah. and it's it's a, a girl and a boy yeah. so what has your experience been like in the few years you have been fathering men children will force you to grow hmm. yeah uh, because there's now this human being that lens through observation that's there mm. So whatever you do, uh, there is what you are guaranteed this human being will take from you. Sure. So you are forced to get your act straight and start saving justice to being an example mm. to them and also ensuring that though in not so many ways you shape their lives. Mm. I mean, again, what, 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 pushes me more than anything is for them to be better children than I was. Okay. What does that look like? Man, you know, we tend to, to make that uh, confined to them getting things that we did not get. But also now in, in responding as children to, to things, you know, responding to relationships, responding mm. to growth, uh, it's key how they need to grow in order to be better uh, respondents to whatever. Yeah, so it's 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 a challenging task, but it's it's a lovely one. Did you have any anxieties? I a lot, chief. I lo <laughs> a lot, a lot. One, it was early. Mm -hmm. Uh, into marriage and we I, we we had not yet sat down to say <laughs> <laughs> now we can start making babies and all so sure. uh, we had to then move certain things that we had as plans uh, together with my wife and then we we had to now start conditioning ourselves to towards playing these roles so uh, there were a lot of things going on in one's mind man kabangaga cool oh lord Will I serve justice? Tina, with our background, mean I don't have a father. Mm. Uh, at the age of 15, there's no one, you know, Ekaya, that assumed that role and played it well that I can say, this one will be a point of reference or time and again, I'll go to them. Mm. And, and so 
Basically, it was learning whilst doing. <laughs> learning on the job. Yeah. And that must be hard, eh? It is. It is because you do something and then you have to give yourself time to reflect on that, to see, is it working? Is the child responding positively to it? And how is it being impactful? What are the disadvantages and advantages of it? Mm. Is it worth now you taking further and doing even more? And, and, and. So it's, 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 it's difficult. Yachimi san. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And and if maybe there's anything that you feel like somewhat prepared you for um for that experience even though maybe at the time it it happened you were not you know intending for it to happen but um or planned for it to happen is there anything that you feel like prepared you somehow for, I, for being I, a father? I, I'd really attribute the preparation to salvation. Sure, sure. Yeah, after getting saved and being fully active members of Banjeni, we we are then chosen to be leaders. Mm. And and as you lead, there are those times, there are those opportunities that allow you to exercise a role of a father. You know, especially when teens transition to the youth. Mm. Yeah, you know, they become your responsibilities. And, and, and. So doing all of that, I think, really prepared me. Yeah. I mean, all my life has been church. Church, sure. Church, church. So I'd, 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 really, I'd really attribute layup phase and part as good prep for me, assuming the role of a father, Masing Shatil. Mm. Yeah. And also looking up to people, hey, there's this guy, well, father, who who challenged me, and uh, he he's now late. He, he you know, can hearing Bakulmangai made it even worse. Babu mm. Hamilton Rachefola. Sure, sure. What a man! I I came out of uh, both the memorial and funeral saying to myself, I don't want to be half the man he was. I want to be double the man. Ish, man yeah, yeah, because. No, he served justice. What are some of the lessons that you can say you learned from him and others like him? That guy had, had a balanced life, man. Mm. Yeah, his family was well. Mm. The children, when they speak of him, you could see that he gave them their all, the church, mm. and even his career. Mm. I think striking that balance is what I take from that guy, man. Mm. You'd even question, where does he get the the time? (laughs) We we, we all have 24 hours with this guy, but the impact he made in all these years, Mm. no, no, man, no. There was some serious influence of God for one to really attain that. He was good as a father, as a husband. He was good as a leader and member of the, the church and he was also superb in his career in his field he did amazing mm. things so striking that balance is what i take from him i want to reach that level of being able to be full in all these aspects of my life mm. and really making an impact that cannot be denied yeah sure sure yeah mm. and even in my calling I serve justice and likewise career. So yeah, man, I'd say yeah, that striking that balance was mm. everything to me. Aye. And and knowing what you know now from your relationship with your dad and men like the you, the people you're looking up to, 
what is it that you are doing differently in how you raise your children and also how you play the role of the father in the church as a pastor? Giving people your time mm. and attention. That is the biggest lesson and what I, I, I really seek to, to attain. Uh, my children must be assured of me as their father. Yeah, this is our father. Likewise, the church. Those that are young that do not have fathers in their church that lack in this aspect should should be assured that yes, it it might not be a biological relationship, mm. but I know that in this pastor, I have a father. When it's cut for me, we are going to clarify and hear me out. I think I think that. And how do you do it? I I I I. I don't want to have days for family and days for the church, but in a day, yeah. I want to ensure that I cover all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Because that two year, two days I'm not around. A lot can happen. Mm. You know, that one can miss out on. So I don't want that. I want in each day, I must have time for the church, have time for the children, and, and, and. So I'm... I'm struggling to strike that balance and manage the time well, but no, mm. man, you sure, know. sure. Yeah, I'm trying quite uh, well. That's, that's <laughs> good to hear. And I don't think there is um, anyone who is perfect in that, especially when you are learning on the job, you yeah. know. It's like, it's like us, uh, we just got married, barely six months into marriage, and we are learning on the job. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's things we we learn on the way, and some of the things we learn, we learn from the mistakes that we made, you know. I think also because the experience is tailor-made. Mm. Yeah. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not something general. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's tailor-made, and it depends on the person you have married, mm. children you are raising, and, and, and. So the, the, the demand differs per individual. How I am with my kids differs from how I am a father to mm. the church. Sure. You see, because of the dynamics of these different people. Mm. So it's, it's we, we, like you're saying, we can never say we have, we are, we've perfected doing it, but mm. at least when we look at the relationship, sure. the type of people involved in it and all, uh, given that at least we 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 do mm. quite well you know? sure <laughs> yeah we so do quite i want well. i want i want now to to move into the church context which i think you have quite a lot of um dealing with mm-hmm. uh, even before you became a pastor yeah. you're quite active yeah. in the church maybe let's start with this what do you think is the impact of this shortage of fathers in our society and also in the church? The history and background of denominations, Mm. and I'll speak from the perspective of my denomination. Sure. We don't have things like family days, uh, Mm. things that can offer a great deal 
in impacting families. It is up to a pastor seeing the need mm. in order to address that aspect. But generally, mm. there are no, like we have the youth department, the mother's department, there is no department that directly speaks to families. Mm. You see, so it has a bearing, a serious one. And also, uh, maybe again from history, a failure of those that were great mm. that came before us. Uh, wanting to correct those failures has to an extent led us to be selfish. Sure. And in us now being selfish, we are affecting those that are without fathers. Mm. that we could be fathers too within the church. May please uh, explain that a bit. Uh, let's say, for example, uh, we, we have heard of how Bengu worked for the Lord, mm. but how he's working for the Lord had a bearing on his children. Mm. Now, as a young minister, I, I come into the office of pastoral wanting to correct that. Mm. Uh, in a suitcase, a farm mm. and leave him there mm. in the name of going to go do God's work. Chief mm. uh, sure, sure. not do those things. Sure. That's me. Sure. So yeah, we're not already in Funu corrector. Yes. What I deem as his failures or mm. maybe not giving attention sure. to 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 his family. Mm. Then in me wanting to correct that, I then become selfish. To say, but there are other children in the church sure. that could do with my services as a father. Mm. Yes, this is, I'm, I'm focused on mine. Yeah, yeah. I want to correct that work. And that then has a bearing on them. And it affects now the entire church. Hmm. So there becomes that more like, even in the church, where at least we are hopeful to say, once they are there, no, because they can get these things. Yeah. From the church and all of that. So it's... That's that's really powerful because I'm even thinking, so I'm going to divert a bit from the conversation about church. Thinking about how even people like me who grew up without a father, mm -hmm. sometimes I fail to live my own life mm -hmm. because I'm trying to correct yeah. Um, yeah you know, my, my father's mistakes yeah. and my grandfather's yeah. mistakes, my uncle's mistakes, I'm living within this box of saying, I don't want to be yeah. like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like. And in doing that, I even fail to discover my own path yeah. of what it means to be a man and what it means to be a father, what it means to be a husband, because my mind is filled with these I things. Want, I, I don't want, want to I be like. So that's very powerful. It then catches up with you when you are now a father sitting, relaxing to say, yeah, yeah. I've worked, I've done it all now. Let me see my kids no grow. Then it turns to you, but because I was busy correcting the errors of my father. Eish. What do I, as Undaba, now have to offer them that I can say this yeah. comes from me? Yo. You know, because it was always about those you are correcting mm. the mistakes of. And, and yeah, I mean, there's a serious, huge impact that that's there. Hmm. That I think history and denominational background has, has brought about in this uh, topic of, of fatherhood. And I find that, you know, in the church, 
the responsibility is often on the pastor yeah. who is just one person yeah. and you know there are churches that have as many as 2000 members and even beyond that and this is just one person who has his own family and sometimes still has a job because yeah. you know yeah. the, the church yeah. cannot sustain yeah. him and his family yeah. sometimes it's unfair on the pastors to be expected to father everyone that needs fathering so how what role can the church play the church as a whole and not just you know the pastor it, it, it is it is i've always said this and i realize it as i'm pastoring that there's an expectation for pastors to be superhuman beings hmm. yeah it's as if behind them being pastors there's no human you know? oh. there's this divine being that just has to play <laughs> this role and that's that you know we ourselves as mm. pastors have contributed to that being the case in what way how we have embraced taking on that responsibility and failing to mentor groom and nurture mm. people mm. to play that role sure think of the setup we have in our church we have elders. Mm. They are the closest you can get to the role of a pastor in a local assembly. Yeah. If I, as a pastor, could train them to be fathers, I would be relieving myself mm. from having to play the role of a father to 2,000 members. Mm. They could share that role, that with, role with me. Mm. So Angaz, maybe because we are men of God, we are pastors, it tends to get <laughs> to us too much that we want to keep that role but then we can't fully do justice to everyone when we do that. Exactly. Hence I'm saying we are part uh, of the problem. We are yeah. to blame. We must be willing ourselves to share responsibility. Mm. Let's teach the elders, let's teach the fathers that by virtue of you being a saved man, mm. there's this responsibility that comes with that. There is a role you have to play and that is of being a father not only to your kids, but to the church you are in, to the people that you have influence over. So equip yourself and be that uh, father that you have to play the role of. Mm. And I think we could we could go somewhere. It's a start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can seriously bridge a whole a whole lot of gaps, man. Yeah. Hmm. And we're drawing towards the end of 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 this conversation. And one of the things that I've been thinking about in preparation for this. Um, for this conversation is the fact that people are listening to this podcast, as I said earlier, are young, predominantly young people, mm -hmm. 18 to 35. And I'm certain that at least one person among them has had a horrible relationship with their fathers, a horrible experience with, with fatherhood. They have had absent fathers. They have had um, fathers who abandoned them maybe who has never uh, provided for them, as you said, the father is a provider. The fathers who never protected them, as you said, that fathers should protect. Fathers who never invested anything into shaping the people that they become. They found themselves having to learn everything by themselves. What would you say to encourage someone like that? I, I'd say the, the, the first and foremost step is to acknowledge that, and I'm sorry to say this, but mm. you were failed. Ish. Yeah, acknowledge that you were failed. Because I think failure to acknowledge 
will then do what we spoke of earlier, trying to correct. Mm. You see, acknowledge that you have failed, accept it, and forgive the person who has failed you. Mm. So that whatever you do going forward is from a right place, as opposed to having to feel the need to correct, because it then robs you. So I'd say to people out there, acknowledge that you were failed, accept it, forgive them, and even forgive yourself maybe of how it made you feel that they were not there, and then start living your life. There are things we have control of, Mm. There are things we don't have control of. Mm. That which we do not con have control of, let's give it to the God. And that which we can control, let's by all, mo uh, all means try to serve justice as we do them. Mm. And that would be a step in the right direction. Mm. That would be us at least opening ourselves towards progressive lives. You make mention of this um, big F word <laughs> of forgiveness. <laughs> the, the big word of forgiveness. Yeah. And I think it's, a, it's a not an easy thing. And I, a lot of people struggle with that. Um, I know a few people that have struggled with that um, because of the gravity of the impact mm. of the things they experience because of the absence of their fathers, the disconnectedness of their fathers, and the, the, the effects of the relationship itself, they find it hard. Yeah, and, and let me even stretch it to say some are even angry at God mm. for it. Mm. So forgiving themselves while well, they're still struggling to forgive <laughs> God <laughs> sure. is, is, is quite, it's quite hectic. But I think it's when you come to the realization of what forgiveness has on you, mm. the impact it has on you, that you will try by all means mm. to strive to forgive him. Mm. Because if you make it about the person you are forgiving, mm. it might be an issue to really open up yourself to forgiving. But if you realize what it will do to you, then you will try by all means. Hard, difficult, mm. and almost impossible as it is, you will strive towards opening up yourself to it. Because it's for you mm. more than anything. Mm. It's, it's, it's so that you don't find yourself in a hole that you cannot come out from. So when you consider the depth of the hole, mm and you consider the benefits of really forgiving yourself and weighing the two, you then realize, you know what, I'd rather strive mm. for trying to forgive <laughs> than to still hold that grudge and mm. not want to forgive. Because, because of you, <laughs> the impact it has on, to, you. on you, I think you, you will really it. try. Yeah, you will really as, try as by all means. Yeah, you try by all means to strive for forgiving. And there is also this aspect of reconciliation, which is also another big thing because it's one thing to forgive the person <laughs> for the for the things that they had done, 
but they come 30, 40, uh, 25, 30 years later and they want to be part of your life. And coming to be part of your life, they are coming with their own baggage now. Um, they need things. Maybe you went through school without them. You struggled through school without them. You struggled through university without them. And now you finally made it. You know, things are, are, are going well for you. And then there's this person now, they want to come back into your life. And they have so many other challenges that now need you as a person who... You know, as a child, yeah. to sort of. But <laughs> their their medical aid is almost about to be exhausted. And it is not <laughs> even there. <laughs> they have to come in or whatever they are going through in life sure. at the time. And look, but I think reconciliation for and this is my perspective personally. I mm. think is determined by our understanding of forgiveness. Mm. How you you forgive. And what you forgiving does to you will determine how the, the reconciliation plays out. Mm. Yeah, there's no straight one approach to it. Mm. It is how the process of forgiving plays out that determines how reconciliation will play out. Because it also even goes as far as testing your forgiveness. Ish. To say... Given this uh, process of reconciliation that you are embarking on, <laughs> would you say you've really forgiven? <laughs> y you see, so I think what will determine the other is 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 how the other is dealt with. So mm. if it's it's how you're forgiven will determine how you will go about reconciliation, and how you reconcile will expose how far you've went in forgiving. Mm. Yeah. So, but can can I forgive? And and maintain boundaries. Or they, there are no boundaries in forgiveness. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd ask, should there even be conditions? Because sometimes sometimes you find that you are forgiving the person, as you said. It's not for the other person. It's for you. See. You are forgiving the person, but the person hasn't changed. Hey. So they still make promises that they don't keep. Yeah, I don't want to lie. It's a bit. I don't want to. Lie. It's a tricky yeah. one, especially now. You know, like I said, I'm all salvation, church, church, and all. My mind takes me back to salvation. Sure, sure. In the context and perspective of God, mm. how would He and how am I supposed to deal with it? Yes, this is mm. how God forgave us, and in His forgiving. There's still room for us who would and he still re receives us again receives and us all again. of that. Sure. And and sometimes we, we all also come sequentially and say, ah, God, if you take me out of this one, <laughs> I'm going to conjure you forever. <laughs> then you do it again. And then you say, I saw her, but look, it's me again. <laughs> again, Lord. Wow. So, so, yeah, it, it's tricky. I think it will also depend on one's relationship with God. Sure, sure. Yeah, that will determine as to how one deals with it. Mm. Yeah, the level and the degree of one's relationship with God will determine how one defines it, how one goes about it, and end. Mm. Because I mean, I mean, I, that's why I said I, I discovered. I think I have a big heart. Sure, sure. I still don't get it. Why would you say you've forgiven me, but there are these conditions? Conditions, yeah. Yeah, like. 
to what extent is my forgiveness? Mm. Is it fully <laughs> forgiving? Yeah, no, you're not. It's, it's questionable. You see? So, yeah, hmm. it's tricky. Let's leave it to an individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are leaving it to you guys at home. Please do uh, let us know on the socials at IMDAB. What are your thoughts about this one? Because it's quite a, a complicated uh, situation. Do you forgive and still have boundaries? Do you forgive... And, and and open up fully to whatever comes after forgiveness, you know, the reconciliation. Please do let us know on the socials and would really, really love to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, Pastor Sehwapa, thank you so, so much for, for joining me on this episode of the Inspirates podcast. I really appreciate your time. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> what would be your parting shot to the people who are listening and maybe watching this as well? Firstly, let me thank you as well for the opportunity provided to contribute to this topic. Uh, we are really humbled and honored, and we want to believe and hope uh, that those listening will really feel that we have positively contributed mm. and knock how we have served justice. But as a parting shot, I'd say let's strive to do and be the best that we can. Mm. Uh, as fathers, let's let's by all means do so much and so well that when we sit down to reflect, mm. uh, there are things that we can point out to say for this. I thank you, Lord, for this. I thank you because when we also compare it with our upbringing, we can say there is a vast difference and there is that contribution that is positive that we have made to our children. So yeah, let's strive to be the, the best that we can and do well in what we have to do. And also to the church, let's let's open up ourselves to being fathers. Let's let's try to not be selfish and end at just being fathers to our kids. Let's be fathers to those that without fathers and to those that have experienced absent uh, absent fathers and all. You know, let's try. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank you very much. And may you please just take a few moments and um, give us a word of prayer. There are people listening to this. They are struggling with some of these things around forgiveness. There are fathers who are looking back at their lives and they see the mistakes that they have made. They haven't forgiven themselves. Mm. So please just give us a word of prayer as we wrap it up. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of your begotten Son, Christ Jesus. We are before your throne of grace, Lord God Almighty, in prayer. And our prayer, Lord God, is that you, being God, touch the lives of those that were badly and negatively impacted by fathers that were absent. May your touch really bring about peace in their lives. May it bring an experience that can be only attributed to you. And may it bring them to the realization that you are a father to the fatherless. We pray, Heavenly Father, for those fathers that as we have spoken, as we have, are coming to the realization that they need to now start doing what is right by their children. We speak, O oh God, forgiveness. May they forgive themselves so that they can start the journey 
of doing what is right and serving justice to their role. Lord God Almighty, we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We trust you. Whatever we have laid in prayer before thee, we know very well your ear is not dull nor afar that it can fail to hear us. Bless each and everyone listening. We pray for impact. We pray for transformation in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord God, we also pray for our host. Continue using him in a mighty manner for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, this we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Inspirates podcast. I hope you found it to be quite inspiring. So if any of the content I give you here inspires you, please do share on the socials and tag me at I am Daba. I would really love to hear from you. Till next time, give your dreams a chance. 